0: The Yoinkin Twist of YouTube in practice. Kibbles. I was inspired by DarkViperAU to make a similar Steam review video on my own channel but for Undertale. Somehow it has now surpassed the views of his video and I just don't know how to feel about it. Lemal, This is what YouTube should be about. It is the Yoinkin Twist in practice. I saw someone else make a video where they were looking at Steam reviews, like in general, just like the best negative Steam reviews. And I'm like, huh, that's a good idea. How about I just look at like the best Steam reviews for GTA 5? Because you can put the filter in and find like the funniest ones or whatever. And this person's gone, hey, I could do that for Undertale, because they know about Undertale, I suppose. And uh, their thumbnail is good. That is a good thumbnail. Like honestly, their thumbnail is probably better than my thumbnail in terms of like grabbing people and stuff. Definitely deserving of more views and I'm happy their video did well. You know the Yoinkin twist. You get inspired by someone else You put a spin on it and make something your own how discord temporarily adding and removing a feature screwed me So discord implemented this new feature called message requests where anyone that you hadn't spoken to previously Their message would go in the message request section So then you could accept or decline them without having it like clutter up your actual DMS page And I came to rely on this. Before I went to Melbourne, I asked people, hey, who wants to edit for me? And so in my message request, there was a bunch of people who were like, yeah, I can edit for you. Let me trial me and we'll see how we go. And I had like a bunch of these messages piled up before I went to Melbourne for a week and thus wasn't able to access or deal with them because I didn't have a PC. Then I came back from Melbourne and Discord had removed this message request feature, and you're like, well, that's not a big deal, Matt. But it was a big deal because they removed my access to all the message requests. So I had 88 potential DMs that I could not access. So like removing the feature was dumb because it was a good feature. Removing my access to my DMs was even more dumb. Fortunately, I sent like a a message on Twitter. I sent a message in their DMs. I sent a ticket. I, I contacted them on Discord itself and... My message requests have now been reinstated, but for who knows how long. Someone was telling me that all the message requests should have just become normal DMs, like auto being accepted, but that didn't happen to me. So like, I wish they just wouldn't remove this feature and just gave it to you as an option. Just an update to this story, while they have kept the message request feature, for some reason they deleted my 88 message requests after a few hours. So if you did DM me about editing and I didn't respond, feel free to DM me again, Discord likely remove your message. Like how am I meant to trust Discord going forward? Like they're gonna a- implement some new feature, I'm gonna love it and start using it in my day to day life and then they're just gonna remove it and fuck me again. Like, you know? Yes, rockstar. Please fix. I accidentally didn't take my medication for a week. So on my last day of my trip in Melbourne, I was like it's kind of crazy that I didn't forget anything or fuck up or lose anything this entire trip. And like an hour after thinking this I was like wait a second, aren't I meant to take like half a pill of medication every day for my Hashimoto's? What happened with that? What happened? What happened? Oh shit, I forgot my medication. (laughs) Oh no. At least what I have is not like super life-threatening or something. I got back to back to Sydney. The very first thing was I, I had one of my pills and then I noticed that I only had like one left. And so I rush to the doctors. I'm like, hey, uh, can I have like an appointment and you could just like write one word on a script and I can get more. And they're like, ah, uh, no, we're booked out for like the next week or something. I'm like, you're kidding. They're like, no, no, because no, some of the doctors are out on vacation or whatever. I don't know. There's only one doctor there. I went, oh shit, checked out my other doctor, they're booked for like three days. I'm like, oh crap. But I I found a a doctor that was just nearby or whatever. Um, I just waited like an hour and a half to have have a spur of the moment going to the doctor's thing. Like I didn't have an appointment and he was willing to just uh, fill out the script so I could get some. So hopefully I won't die from not having uh, my medication for a week or whatever. But you know, could have been worse. Stuffed doggos. I still stuffed doggos. Not yet. It only won. Vigorously pats. Soon, probably a month or so. YouTube's ad algorithm tests your patience. Look at how many ads that YouTube wants to stick in this. It won't actually give you an ad on every one of these spots. From what I've heard, it's like an algorithm that calculates how many ads you can stomach. So it'll, like, test you and like give you an ad every two minutes, and then you go, I'm fucking sick of this shit, and then you leave the platform and YouTube's like, oh no! We best not give him that many ads in the future, and then it learns. It learns your tolerances, chat. There, I halve the amount of ads, chat. May hurt the video or something in YouTube's eyes, who cares? The error I made in the Ending A remake video. So I released, as its own separate video, the alternate ending for Ending A. I watched this like a hundred times. But these rare comments have pointed out a few errors. You can notice here the red car. This is the car that I used during Pacifist. But then over here, it switches to a white car. You can barely see it. That's why I never noticed. It's only, like, it's only in there for like two frames or something. Or two scenes. And I was like, oh shit. Didn't notice. The other thing is this is something that uh, apparently Silver Finish puts in all his videos. That's a picture of Nico Bellic. I'm a purist though. I don't like that kind of stuff. I would have said no had he told me. But obviously, it's not the end of the world. I never noticed, but a bunch of comments I've been putting. Going like, oh, that's Nico Bellic's face. You never noticed it? Neither did I. Neither did I. So it can't be that important. I spent $20,000 on blinds four months ago. Four months ago, I walked into a store and I'm like, hey, yo, I'm gonna buy myself some blinds for my entire house. And they're like, you got it, champ. That's what we do here. Look at all the blinds and the walls. We'll sell you some. And it took like a month or something for me to finally pay money and sign something. And and like I have everything measured and stuff to know exactly what I'm getting. And I'm like, great. And they're like, look, it won't even take that long. Because except for the shutters that we have to get from like China or something. The rest of it's sourced in Australia. So you'll be good, man. I'm like, that's great. Because I really want these blinds. Three months pass. And he comes today. They called me yesterday, like, oh, we're coming around next day. I'm like, really? After you not answering my emails for, you know, weeks and weeks on end, you meant to be coming on the 24th. They're like, no, no, no we're coming tomorrow. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I guess you're coming tomorrow. And I'm like, so wh- what about that uh, electrician thing? Like the electrician needs to come first because it's motorized. Click. What what, what what? happened? So the guy comes today and I'm like, so you're not an electrician. The, the motors have to be installed first. What are you going to do? And he's like, what do you mean the electrician hasn't been here before? What do you What do you mean? Yeah, I've been I've been emailing them for months, being like, so when's that electrician coming? No response. He's like, that That doesn't make any sense. I'm mean, like, yeah, it doesn't. So he's on his phone with his boss, like, yeah, electrician hasn't been here, man. I, I can't do anything. And so, so he's like, oh, I have to come back another time. I'm like, oh, will you? It's been It's been three months, and you informed me that like it wouldn't even be that long. So he's been here. I've got downstairs like a house worth of blinds, and the electrician will just eventually show up at some point. So. You know I paid these guys, chat? $20,000. Did not have my emails answered. I thought I got scammed. When the guy showed up today, I was like, Oh, you're here! That's surprising. I thought I was going to be in a small claims court or some shit, trying to get my money back. 20k for blinds? Yes! Because they're the most advanced blinds that exist on the planet. They are entirely motorized. So it'll have two layers, both motorized with a controller, and I can go, beep, and they'll go up. And they are perfect. Block out blinds, so not a inch of light. Ten sections, doubled, because there's two layers of blinds, so there's 20. And each of them is motorized, so it's uh, 20 motors and 20 blinds. At least you got the blinds. I mean, they're down there. If I want to install them myself, I'll be done. It's impossible, though. So it's 12K USD, if you prefer. I was wrong about Rockstar Games. So I did something stupid, chat. That might surprise you, like... I've never done anything stupid before in my life. On very, very rare occasions, people show me things that I, I said years ago and be like, Oh, Matt, you were wrong. Here's, here's one time. Rockstar's too good to have leaks. Rockstar never going to have leaks, guys. They're too good. I mean, in my defense, this was from like four years ago. Rockstar four years ago, too good to have leaks. 100%. I made one mistake with my new PC. So here's my new PC, chat. Got all my parts for my new PC, except I forgot to order the new storage, so I'll have to wait to build it. Whoops. Also new bug on Windows 11 for AMD CPUs, so going to stick with Windows 10 if possible. So this all is worth many, many peanuts. Super overkill, got my 4090, and I stack it all here behind me. I'm like, oh, where's the storage? Shit. So like, I could just use one of the storage things for my current PC. I have I have other M2 NVMEs, but it's kind of like if I'm going to build the top of the line best PC, I may as well get the top of the line best storage. I'm in no rush to build the thing anyway, so I'm just going to wait for it. Some influencers be like budget build. <laughs> yeah, none of this makes sense to purchase, except there's like a, a business thing, obviously. Because it will hopefully make everything look better and uh, encode faster. And anything that saves me time is good. My biggest hope though, chat, I'm not a religious person, but if there is something out there, some force in the universe, please, PLEASE! Let Adobe Premiere not hard crash on this new PC. No soft crashes, no hard crashes. Please, anyone who can hear me, give me this because holy shit, Am I sick of Adobe hard crashing and soft crashing? You have no idea. I talk to Adobe. They're like, wow oh, it doesn't seem possible. You're crashing at like the kernel level or something. We don't have anything that affects down there. And I'm like, yeah, but the only thing that is open whenever my PC hard crashes, like completely resets, is Adobe. I can sit here all day streaming, playing video games, but Adobe hard crash. They can't explain it. I can't explain it, but it is. We'll see. Switch to DaVinci Resolve. Ah! But you understand, it's too late for me. I don't have time to learn entire new editing software. But you guys shouldn't make the same mistake as me. Don't learn Adobe. Adobe's trash. Get DaVinci Resolve. Adobe doesn't deserve your money. Check the logs. It's been checked. Nothing makes sense. I've just learned to live with it, but hopefully not for too much longer. The definition of pain. I wanna show you, chat, the definition of pain. I went to the bathroom last night. That's not the painful thing. I'm not that old. As I was walking back, I stepped on this. It's a powerboard thing. Sheared off a chunk of my toe. I was barely awake, I'm just like, no! Oh, what's happened? I'm dying, ah! And I'm sitting there like, this thing is like a bajillion years old. Am I gonna die? Is this like a thing, like, I, I don't know much about biology. Am I Am I gonna die or something? So I'm like, I'm putting like antiseptic cream all over my foot and stuff and being like, I hope I, I wake up and my toe doesn't fall off or some shit. But uh, yeah. So if I die, chat, this was the culprit. I want this put in jail. I want its family killed. Just be aware of that. The struggle to dominate a brand name and rambling about some political creators you probably don't care about. When you make a brand, one of the scariest things is that Someone else is gonna have the same brand as you, like exactly the same, and you're gonna have to like fight and scramble for it for Google results and just like recognition and stuff. I had that bit of a scare when I'm named Dark Viper AU, and there was another person called Dark Viper who was a Roblox content creator, probably has like 200k subscribers, pretty big though. But Destiny, the content creator, the streamer, has it the worst. He has been around for a bajillion years. He was like once the biggest streamer on Twitch.tv because he's just been around for that long with, with Starcraft 2. I mean, he doesn't do Starcraft 2 anymore, but that's he was like the biggest with Starcraft 2. When Destiny the game came out, he got fucking skewered. Because Destiny, huge game, but they have the exact same name. So on every social media, there's like a fight between Destiny and Destiny the game to get traction and recognition and stuff. If you mention Destiny, people are like, oh, the game. So all the time, Destiny is trending on Twitter. I think to myself, has Destiny gotten in some drama again, or has the game released a DLC? But recently, there was like a hundred and nine thousand tweets for Destiny on Twitter. I'm like, oh, this is just some nonsense public, but Destiny had actually gotten in some drama. But the reason why it said so many tweets is because he was in drama, Destiny 2 was doing something important, and people were typing all this religious stuff, where it's like, it's your destiny, or whatever. Last time I checked, Destiny has been going really downhill. So Destiny is a very interesting dude because he's a smart guy, but because he's smart, he can defend almost any position. And he has what I would call bad tactics. He has had such a long career and made so many tactical blunders in that time where you can no longer really compliment him. Or defend him in any way. Some will go, yeah, but what about the time where he did X, Y, and Z? And you're like, okay, all those were scumbag things. (laughs) I guess back when I used to watch him years ago, I would occasionally see criticisms of him, and I'd be like, I was there for that. He didn't do that. Like, no, he didn't actually say that either. Okay, yeah, he did that. That was scummy. Like, it'd be that kind of thing where a lot of the criticism of Destiny isn't justified. But he's clearly done and said scummy things over his life. Especially because on Twitter, he just savages people in the most hyperbolic, terrible way. And I, I, it, it, tactically, that's just terrible. What do you think about Vosh? Yeah, I do have a high opinion of Vosh. I think Vosh has done tactically more bad things than Destiny in a much shorter time frame. <laughs> um, Destiny has always just bored me. Yeah, I haven't watched him a long time. Like when there was a time where I needed background noise, where and I was a bit more interested in politics. It was just good two times speed him debating someone. Unironically though, uh, Hassan is a much worse person than Destiny and Vash, Vash, Vash. Unironically, maybe that's just because Hassan's an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Vash or Destiny are idiots, but, uh, but Hassan definitely is. Why giraffes have long necks? Did you know that giraffe's pregnancy lasts for up to 16 months? Did you know that it's more likely that giraffes' necks were evolved to be longer because of the, the ability to take on foes rather than uh, eating food in higher trees? Giraffes fight over mates and for dominance, they slam their necks into each other. Giraffes with the stronger, thicker necks are able to win those fights more often. Eating food from higher places as well could have also benefited but uh that is also said to be a significant thing. The problem with kangaroos in Australia uh, yeah kangaroos are pests for a lot of Australia, but obviously they're still kind of cute and cool to see hopping around depends who you are really. I mean if you're not living in the outback, you very very rarely see a kangaroo unless you travel outside of the major population centers so seeing one is pretty cool. yeah we keep we have them in zoos and stuff man. If you're in the outback, they're a menace. They can, uh, literally eat themselves to death. As in, they'll, uh, eat every bit of greenery to the point where nothing can grow, and then they'll starve to death. That's why it's considered, uh, a mercy to cull them, to control their population so they don't, uh, kill themselves. This is what I hear, man. I I don't claim to be an expert. This, This could have changed in years since I was a kid where I was told these things. A quick Google search suggests that this is still true, and about 500,000 kangaroos are cold each year. Should Australia distance itself from the British monarchy? Since you're Australian, do you think Australia should remove the Union Jack from its flag or not? Don't care. I, I I don't think it matters at all. I am not a person who likes to do stuff just for the sake of doing it. It has to have some practical purpose. I mean, I'm trying to achieve a particular goal. I just don't know what removing it from the flag would do. In the same way, uh, becoming a republic or whatever, completely getting rid of the monarchy, it's like, are we doing that for some purpose? Or is it some actual positive benefit that's gonna come from that? Or is it just, fuck the monarchy, fuck Britain, or whatever? Because I understand, like, whenever you do anything in politics, that's like, it like eats up your political capital kind of thing, because you got to convince all the bit players to do particular things and you know maybe even cash in some favors or whatever scratch people's backs and all that stuff you've got to take time out of your day to convince the public it's it's a good thing to do and uh you know go on bang drums and stuff and that's time you can spend doing other stuff there's only so much that you can do while while you're in office you you want to spend that time doing practical things that have some benefit even if only to yourself and your ability to campaign and get re-elected and stuff (laughs) you know Speaking again on nine to five jobs versus content creation. In a previous ramble I talked about nine to five jobs being compared to content creation merely pointing out that the variation of what a nine to five job is and the variation of what a content creator job is is so wide that there has to be overlap where you know both are harder or easier depending upon your circumstances. All a nine-to-five job refers to is you being employed by someone else for a fixed fixed amount of hours. Your responsibilities there, how much you like your job, how easy it is, varies wildly. Like you do surveys, and 25% of people will be like, "I'm passionate about my job." Another 25% will be like, "Yeah, I like my job. It's fine." Everyone working in nine-to-five is not being is not having their souls crushed in an overbearing, terrible workplace. But many of them are. But when people look at content creation, they usually envision themselves being content creators that are ridiculously successful. They don't think about the potential years where you are struggling to survive, where you don't have the flexibility to do effectively whatever you want. You have to do a ridiculous amount of hours doing a particular thing that is barely keeping you going so you can continue to do it the next month. They don't think about the people who have long since stopped having passion for this career, but are now doing it because it's what pays their bills. They have to fucking do it. When you envision a content creator, you think of me, who is in the top 0.05% of creators. You think of Logan Paul, who's top 0.001% or whatever. You don't think of the overwhelming vast majority of people who are doing it with the hope that one day it will become something and are struggling to keep themselves doing it, or those who are barely getting by, which is most content creators, who exist just within a sea of struggle. It's like when people think of owning a small business or being an entrepreneur. When you think of that, you think of being a successful one, not the reality, which is the vast majority of people who ever run a small business will fail at it. They will struggle, put a lot of work in and achieve nothing and end up with far less than they had when they begun. If you are in the top 1% of 9 to 5 jobs, you know, you work in some cushy kind of job where you're in high demand. You set, basically can set your own hours because you're so goddamn skilled. You can jump from company to company to get a pay increase whenever you like because you're just in that much demand. You are not necessarily having a worse life than, a, than the average person running a small business. The average person who's self-employed. Everything in life has upsides and downsides. Being self-employed is not universally better than every possible 9 to 5 job that you can have. There are 9 to 5 jobs that are better, both mentally, mentally, physically, and financially than many different types of small businesses, or even uh, circumstances related to content creation. When I tried to point this out in the video, I got so much pushback where people were just like, doing the very thing I criticized. Where I said, you do not need to define the world in black and white. You can accept the nuance of reality. But some people like, no! All 9 to 5 jobs, so crushing terrible, and hard. All content creator jobs, fulfilling, passion filled, flexible, and easy. As a person who works 9-5 to jobs for over 10 years, as a person who struggled through the early days of being a content creator, to being now where I have success and can be flexible, I can tell you with a certainty, it is not all sunshine and rainbows being a content creator. And it is not all doom and gloom working for someone else, and vice versa. And that's all my position is. I am not saying that I have a harder job than everyone who works a nine-to-five job, or that my job is less rewarding than everyone who works a nine-to-five job, or whatever you people chose to say that I was saying in that ramble. That is not the case. It is also somewhat funny that being a content creator, for some people, is a nine-to-five job. (laughs) All the people who work for channels or work for, uh, you know, companies doing their TikToks and stuff, people who don't own the channels that they make content for, they are just working a nine-to-five. Those jobs do exist. You remember editing old streams where you could not afford a pizza? People think every stream is something that, yeah. When I think about being a small content creator, what I remember is being on stream and crying, thinking that I was going to have to quit. I'm sure someone's going to leave a comment being like, oh, Matt, no one has ever cried when they had to quit a nine-to-five. Of course they have. There are people like that who exist, who like their jobs, who have to quit because, you know, they have kids or need to move for their significant other's job prospects or something. Not everyone hates their 9-to-5. Look at survey data. I've said this many times, chat. One of the things that bothers me the most about this job is how few people know what goes into it. And I can almost not blame people, because what goes into it varies so much between creators. Like the time that person called me a liar, they're like, you liar pretending to edit and stuff, man. We all know you just give all your footage to other people. Like, oh my God, dude, shut up. Or, I received a comment on that nine to five video where they were like, We all know you could just work less and get the same amount of views. We all know that you could upload whatever you want and get the same amount of views. Your job is perfectly flexible, man. You can do fucking anything you want and succeed in this business, bro. It's like, Oh my God. You only ever do the things you want to do. All right. Be sure to like and subscribe, also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel, it doesn't matter how old the video is. I wish you all the best.